This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to podcast three of JRE Review. We're moving on, we're moving on strong and thank you guys for downloading in. We had a Scandinavian downloader. Whoever you are, I appreciate it. Do it again. Let us know what you think of this stuff and... I'm going to just crack on. This is for week 24 of the Joe Rogan podcast. We've got uh, Tom Popper on this week, um, podcast 1129. we got Adam Frank. we got MMA 31 with Joe Schilling, a legend. And then ending the week, 1131 with Dave Rubin, comedian, libertarian, um, opinionated guy and today for the first time i have a buddy of mine eddie what's up eddie hey brother how you doing buddy good man it's good to have you here and finally thank you so much having a conversation instead of me just waffling on on my own which must sound ridiculous to a lot of these guys but there you go this is how we're gonna do it we're gonna have some guests on every now and again we're gonna shoot the shit and uh and see what joe rogan's been up to so again starting off tom papa great comedian one of my favorite comedians uh as always comes on with his bread so what he does he's a comedian that's up at the comedy store all the time i think mainly he's out of new york okay Um, hilarious dude and what he does when he's on rogan's is he's always taking bread on there like as a gift it's like here you go joe i make this bread here's a loaf yeah yeah yeah, you just you know how people get they get goofy they get cooking they love this stuff so he takes it on and joe's been loving this bread because it's great well, so many damn people listen to his podcast that it's taken off. Oh, my God. Most of the questions he gets on social media are like, hey, how's my bread look? Can I get some feedback? And all these things. Oh, well, that's they, so cool. The amazing thing about it is this week he announced that he got his own cooking show for, like, Discovery. Oh, well, yeah. it's not. No, it's not really a cooking show, but he, yeah. go, he gets to travel around the country. Discovery would do that, yeah. And it, yeah, and it's like checking out bakeries, and he got it oh my through God. this oh, that connection. Is so cool. Yeah. So he's saying, of all the years doing comedy, of all the things, of all the pilots he's tried to go out for, to get <laughs> exactly. He, yeah. He goes on Rogan, and they give him a bread show. <laughs> and it's that's like a, that's amazing, dude. Ridiculous, right? Especially ridiculous. With, with media like that, all they kind of hear, they hear a little bit of what you do what your interests are and it just kind of sparks a lot of stuff that's great yeah and it and it's nice that he gets to do what he loves anyway instead of some bullshit pilot like you're an actor yeah of course you, yeah. you take whatever good role that they give you right i mean of, if it's paying yeah of course but you'd yeah. way prefer to have a role that was like connected to something you love than like <clears throat> yeah that would be nice instead of like oh here here you you're go. the rapist it was the, well you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> the recurring rapist yeah, I do you're what like I gotta oh do, hang you know? on you do it. <laughs> yeah I, I had a buddy of mine who did back to back, but maybe like ten years ago, back to back ones like that, and he hasn't really worked since. Just like roles he didn't like, or no, back to back, as the rapist kind of thing. Oh yeah, well <laughs> yeah. I wonder as yeah. an actor, it's got to make you question: What do you see in me that you're like? I think I'm going to get a different haircut. Yeah, I need to. Well, I, look, yeah. I need to dress differently. <laughs> maybe stop licking my lips all the time. I don't know. Fuck around. 
but yeah, so that's badass for him. And uh, of course, through that, um, that you know, through anything cooking, Joe has to bring up a good friend of his, someone that's been on the podcast, someone who I love as well. And we all have heard about it, the Anthony Bourdain issue. I'm a big fan, yeah. Dude, big right? Fan, big fan. It just uh, fucking breaks my heart to hear anyone get to a point where they, they can't see it. And, you know, in a way, it's terrifying. Because yeah. you'd think on paper he has everything, right? You would think he's got the show, the fame, cool as fuck, knows everyone. He was like, and a, still, he was like a, a rock star of the of the um, culinary world. You yeah, know I mean? yeah, yeah. You know, he was just traveled everywhere. And the cool thing about his show that I really liked is that you learned all different kind of foods you would never ever think of. Right, You're like going, I wouldn't eat that. And then you hear, you see Anthony. Yeah, sure, I'll try. And, he, and he's eating with. Rich people, he's reading, uh, eating with like people with no, you know, but just in rural areas. Regular folks. And you're like, dude, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I mean, parts unknown. Yeah. What a great name, like absolutely perfect. Yeah. And fuck me, what a great show. He just got in there, and the, he like his his poetry or, or use of language that's was is, yeah. was almost as delicious to hear as I'm sure much of the food is that he made. You know what I mean? Just oh, his, he was a master of like crafting just how he would describe the place and then the people and like their connection with food. And it's almost like he saw everything that way. <clears throat> yeah, I, which is interesting too. I don't know if especially from, you know, early on from being, you know, a heroin user and that kind of stuff, a junkie, and then coming out of it, you see something a little more clearer. And it's just like when he, like traveling, you're right, his, his words, how he described the food and the people. And it was just warm. It was kind of just so refreshing to hear. You're like, I'm like, I feel like I'm learning something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And he seemed to, his it. curiosity was connected to a deep love of like that exploration. Yeah. And he just really wanted to see and learn. And nobody, nobody, he wasn't too good for anybody. Like there was just something really like grounded about this guy that was just unbelievable. And again, you know, being a good friend of Joe's, they'd been camping together like Joe said that he cried, yeah, thought about it. He had a cry. I mean, I, you know, I'd imagine a lot of people have a lot of people that knew him were touched by him, and and a big jujitsu guy. Believe it or not. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, realize he that. he attributes jujitsu to like saving his life, like keeping him clean and wow, you well, know, it's discipline. Yeah, just that discipline. That kind of stuff yeah. you can't. He was obsessed, supposedly. Well, they went the trip that they went on, and there's footage of it. They went, I think, turkey hunting. Him and Joe, uh -huh. and uh, and it's cool. They're like by the campfire, wasted, having a chat, and it was on some. I can't remember what show it was on, but I remember seeing it, it was great. Oh, that's well, really that cool. was in Bozeman, Montana, and I've been to Bozeman, and uh, actually to meet a good friend of Joe's that I know up there. Mm. So he, uh, while he was there, he left the the campsite, went into Bozeman to find a jujitsu school to train. Like oh, in the middle of it, yeah. He just oh, wouldn't. Wow. He wouldn't take time off. Man. Oh, that great. is that's really impressive. Yeah, it's very I mean, inspiring too. Well, you know, yeah. I think these guys, are they, are they, they're obsessive, right? This is how they get so good at what they do. Yeah, and that obsession is going to flow into all kinds of different things that they do. It's not like we just think they're just sitting around on the beach all the time with all their money and their mai tais. They yeah. they're working their ass off. You know, it's really cool. Uh, um, a friend of mine, um, Jonas, he does a lot of murals all in town, especially like in Venice. And he just did one um, of, uh, of Anthony right off of Wilshire. I think Wilshire 24th, Wilshire 25th. And it was really cool to see TMZ two days ago that he's, 
in TMZ with his mural. Oh, nice. I was like, talk about publicity. It's just off of Wilshire? It's like, like you can Wilshire, see it? Like Wilshire, I think Wilshire 24th, Wilshire 25th. Like on the side of a building? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. And, um, That's fantastic. And what what better person to put up there? Oh yeah, and I think it's right by a restaurant too. We put it up right nice. by. Nice. So man, I gotta check that out. Yeah, that's even, great. Yeah, even if you go on uh, TMZ, you'll see it on the the, the thing. But, yeah, uh, but just uh, yeah, the, and you know, Tom and Joe talked about it for a while, and like everyone, I mean, it 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 hit people, and I and I'm talking about it for a bit here because it it hit me too. It's like yeah, you know, bad. you don't you don't want to hear anybody do this. But there's certain celebrities you don't want to go, yeah. ever. You're like, I, no. I, I, I felt that myself for like three days, definitely, and I was like, I, I, I was doing the same thing. I was scratching my head. I'm like, you like, yeah, he's like a Chris Cornell. The you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's like that as far as the cooking, and just you were like, dude, I finally someone I actually look up to. I mean, I'm inspired. Yeah. To watch and to learn and go. You know, it was really interesting, you know, especially with his thing. I think he was mid, I think it was mid-40s, you know, when he was still cooking. And, and he was saying, he's like, yeah, he was, you know, didn't have any money. He didn't, he received what he hadn't paid his taxes in years. He owed everybody money. And he was so broke. And then he wrote that article, and then they got, he got a call the next day saying, hey, we're offering you. Yeah, that was times, right? Yeah, it's like that. And they call, I think, and they, hey, we're offering you 50 grand. And he's like. You know, is this a joke? But he literally had zero to his name. And so it was really, if you ever checked it out, it's really inspiring. Yeah. And then it's like going, wow, man, you know, this guy's almost in the same boat when you're doing your art, whatever you're doing, whatever you're into, going, I still have a shot at the title, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which is still cool. Well, you know? It does raise the question that if you have a talent, like he could write as well as cook, but he could write. And you never know. Like, Sometimes throw that stuff out there because something sticks. Doing nothing is always going to end in nothing. Yeah. But doing some stuff, I mean, it's, wow, look at where he was. In 20 years, he lived oh. He lived many lifetimes, you know, you know and, it, and that candle burnt quick, but... but uh, yeah, just just to, tra- to travel the world um, for free, basically, and kind of meet amazing people you would never meet from different cultures... And dude knew everyone. I mean, could you just imagine how much you would grow as a person. Yeah, you know, it's like being in the Peace Corps or something. You're just traveling all over, meeting all these amazing people, and that's got to be a, that's got to be again a, and a, a heavy just, on the heart too. You know, it just breaks my heart. You know that after all that experience, it, it you go back to the people carry darkness. You know, yeah. you got you don't want to look at it. You got to you got to look at it though. Sometimes you can't let it get out of hand to get that. To get there, and I mean, this brings us to the next point that they were going on about is the Roseanne stuff. Now we talked about the Roseanne on this podcast a little bit. Roseanne sent that tweet out, that crazy racist tweet mm-hmm. that canceled a show. I mean, it sounds like Joe's kind of sticking up for her on there because Joe spoke to her personally on the phone and was like, she said that she didn't know that lady was black. Yeah, I remember you know? hearing about that. But, yeah. but time, it's like, well, uh, sorry. Um, I gotta say that it really doesn't make it because it was a bad tweet. Now, whether they yeah. should have kicked, what do you think about canceling that show immediately? They didn't give her a fuck. Yeah, they, I, you know, it was interesting. Um, who knows? Maybe there was some other stuff going on before that. I think some of the writers had quit just before, prior to that. Really? But, um, you know, they were making so much money on the show, it was doing well. But it's, um, I'll be honest with you, I was never a big fan. I mean, it's on since I was growing up. 
But yeah, honestly, me, I wasn't gonna watch yeah, it. Yeah, I wasn't gonna Who watch cares? it either. But people were, and I yeah. just like, I wonder why they just jumped on. Like, are we that? Are we are we that afraid? I mean, yeah, sure. You shouldn't send a tweet out. That's really fucked. Yeah. But I mean, it is one thing. Like, are we are we really on people that quick about yeah and these it, things? Yeah, plus, she's a comedian too, which is interesting. So, how if it's a comedian? Like, how far can you take it? So Not so, very far these but, days. But I certain think. people, it's interesting. Um, you know, like certain people, like uh, I'm, I forget the names, but certain people can take it to a certain you know extreme where it's like, oh, hey, because it's whatever people agree with it, or maybe it's just such oh, a funny thing. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. It's comedy, and then some people, some people take offense to certain stuff where it's just maybe it's that one person, or maybe they just don't like it. I don't know, but it's amazing. It's well, it's definitely yeah. the the somebody like the person who gets the most upset gets upset, mm-hmm. and then they trickle it down to their like army of other people that like to get upset about things exactly, and that's yeah. when they build up momentum and then people on the sidelines that are just kind of waiting for people to tell them what to get upset about they're yeah. the ones that jump in yeah. and then beyond that the people that are just watching where everyone gets upset <laughs> are like oh now we gotta act on it we gotta fire those people yeah, yeah exactly. or we gotta do this or we gotta move away or we gotta end their sponsorship and yeah, we upset that group or da 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 and then it's like oh man but it's so interesting, especially, uh, you know, us you know, growing up, I mean, this the silly, stupid things we've heard, or even you say as a kid, or said to you, I mean, usually it kind of, it kind of usually go, after a certain time, it kind of goes over your head, yeah. you know, unless it's really directed at you. People definitely got away you know? with more in the past. Oh, completely. Because yeah. the only way we got information like that is as a newspaper. The newspaper would report that so-and-so said this. Yeah. You know, it's not like we have footage. I mean, it's not like we have whatever. But then you got some people, President Trump, mm-hmm. that say and do almost anything, and it's just washed right off. Immediately gone. Like, well, whatever, move on. Exactly. That's it's like how some people can just blow it off. It's <laughs> unbelievable. He's truly a master at it. Whether you like him or not, he fuck it. he's his so tweets. good at that. It's unbelievable. I think his tweets got so overboard in the beginning where everyone's like, so it's kind of like he can say anything he wants, and everyone's like... It doesn't That's even... all he did was just train us that he can say God. fucking anything and <laughs> yeah. now he does it. And now we don't know what's what. But the most yeah. important thing is he's made it so he can never get in trouble for saying whatever. Very he true, doesn't yeah. have to be accountable for anything he says <laughs> and he <laughs> runs the world. What? That's so true. Yeah. He's like, yeah, so what? I said it. Whatever is yeah. like, okay. He's like, I grabbed a couple of pussies. Big yeah. deal. Anyway, I'm the president now so exactly. we're going to need to throw a bunch of money into now the I'm gonna go. Now, like, I'm gonna go now I'm going to go meet North Korea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> With, First thing he does is grab Kim Jong's um, pussy. He's oh like, it's just a custom yeah. in America. Hey, I heard you. Hey, I called you Rocket Man. I know why now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's hilarious. That is fucking great. Uh, well, let's see. So, what else we got? We got Adam Frank. That was the 1130 guest. Adam Frank was a cool guy. So, he's, a, he's like a scientist. He's a writer. I think he's a theoretical physicist. Okay. Which means that he doesn't do any actual physics in a lab he's not no electricity no oh no no not a physicist an astronomer but like a theoretical one he doesn't Mm -hmm. go near telescopes oh he just kind of he does like the math on it yeah he does i guess it's like statistical understandings like once you know well you've made an estimate to how big the universe is it's like how many damn planets are there right how many suns how many earth-like planets around these suns and once he's got the number which i think for our galaxy alone, he said, was somewhere around 10 billion stars or Earth-like planets. I think either way, maybe it's the same. It's mind-blowing. Wow. But 10 billion. So his point is, with that many, there has to be life. And, and like an Earth-like planet 
from what he's saying is one that's a specific distance away from the sun to be what they call the habitable zone. Mm-hmm. It's like a zone where water or ice or whatever is in the liquid state. As long as it's liquid, like life could exist as far as we understand it, right? That right. kind of makes sense. Not too cold, not too hot, all these things. And uh, so he wrote a book and uh, the book was... Uh, shit, what was the book called? Damn it, I didn't write it down. But the book was uh, just basically about the the chances of there being alien life out there. Like, this is the probability of it. And it's so high mathematically because there's so many planets. Right. That you'd be crazy not to, to think that, that there's nothing yeah. there. But the point that Joe brings up is, yeah, but we have zero proof. Which is a fucking good point. <laughs> like, we have... <laughs> Zero yeah. fucking proof. There's nothing. There's no. We don't look up and they're just like, hey, by the way, it's like here's a quick message. Like, hey, you know, we're here. Yeah, you see a big. Well, what's weird about that is it begs the question. Think what we've done in two hundred years. That really what we've done in a hundred, right? Mm-hmm. We we went from barely being able to fly a plane to nuclear power to landing on the moon. That's fucking bananas. It's, it's yeah, it's just the thought of it. So now add a thousand years to that, which is not long thousand years ago was like the dark ages Mm -hmm. right it was like uh vikings and shit so you know they had boats and stuff i mean it wasn't uh, that's we don't think vikings and think millions of years ago we just it's not that long thousand years you add a thousand years to us what the hell can we do like we have scary to tell the truth in a way we're definitely flying outside of our solar system no problem right yeah if that and that's not a stretch to believe that i mean we're talking about going to mars in a few years so the solar system in a thousand, reasonable. Well, then if there's all these fucking planets, then there's got to be aliens. Well, why the fuck aren't they going anywhere? Why are they not going anywhere that we can see? Maybe they're maybe they're um, they're behind us still. Who knows? That's that's really the point, right? And so it then, has to yeah, be. and then so we show up out of nowhere. And we're like, hey. But then of ten billion, the yeah. chances of us being the ones in the front. Oh, I don't know. A lot of pressure, bro. I don't know about that. Compared to our society, the way some of the people act, you're like, you're like, what? Yeah, I know what you mean. Because then you have to say, if that is true, of the 10 billion planets and of all the alien races, we are the most advanced and of the most powerful and profitable countries, the United States. And the guy that runs that is Donald Trump. (laughs) Donald Trump is ahead of all of those things. It's like, hold on a minute. Should we scratch our head? You know, I'm not trying to rag on him, you know, yeah. I, I really, I'm not saying, but it it brings up an interesting point. You know, be, I, could, I could just picture them going, hey, we got to show you that we, what we have, you know, over in um, New Mexico, you know, it's a, what do you call it? The uh, Oh, Roswell? Yeah. And, you go, and they go show him around, he's looking, and they actually do have aliens, and it's just like, of course, he'd be like, hey, guys, I got, I got to tell the country something. I got to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Oh, there's like, no way they're showing Donald uh, Trump I, any of that. I know, he would spill the beans yeah. in a heartbeat. He, he'd tweet it out. <laughs> it'd be him, and it'd be a fucking selfie. Him, <laughs> Kardashian, and fucking <laughs> oh, some oh two-headed God. alien, that's <laughs> it. How funny is that, that you have Kim, Kim Kardashian in the White House, and they're party, they part, just pardon someone? Yeah. Like, but doing it, real work. Yeah, I know. Ten years ago, she was blowing some black guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? It, well, I guess she's still blowing some black guy, well, but well, she was yeah, doing, yeah. It on, doing it on film, man. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah right, ridiculous, now, right, I mean, what do you got to do to get in the White House these days? I don't know. I had to get no Trump, I guess, and be popular. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, you know what's funny? Uh, speaking of that whole incident, you know, what was it, like, um, 
it was like five, six months ago, uh, Billy Bush, you know, that whole grabber by the, you know, mm-hmm. he, w- he was down at, um, at the bar. And so um, he ended up having beers with us. We all got hammered together. It was pretty funny. With Billy, Billy Bush. Billy yeah. Bush was uh-huh. there? And he was having a bite. He, he kept on doing shorties with everybody. That's crazy yeah. that he got so fucked from that. He got thrown in like, the bus. Yeah. I mean. Literally, the yeah. pussy bus. <laughs> like, literally, though. Yeah. He was like, he tried to separate himself. Uh-huh. Trump became president. Billy Bush was the one that lost his job. Yeah. Now, he's related to the Bushes. So so you, you can decide where, yeah. what you want of his fate. And I'm sure he's doing just fine for himself. But uh, yeah, talk they paid about him out, getting yeah. screwed. You know, if he was, if he was real <laughs> smart, he should have hedged his bets and been like, no, I... I I stand by what Trump said, and you know he shouldn't have distanced himself. Oh, totally. As soon as Trump became president, he'd probably be doing all right for him. So he'd be a senator now. Mm. So who knows, right? That would be hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious that he was down there. That's <laughs> yeah. He got pretty. Uh, he had a bunch of beers. It was pretty funny. Well, of course, he, he got five for being the pussy guy. I mean, he's not well, leaving his house for a well, while. Well, I kept on whispering in his ear. He's like, he's like, I hear that every day, but he was cool about yeah, it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He has to get used to it. That's how it goes. So moving back to Adam Franken and, uh, his talk about, um, the alien thing. The, the, I think the best part of that for me was when they were talking about whether they think that the aliens had ever visited this planet. Right. Because you know, there's all these sightings and then they yeah. and all these things, right? Well, and I don't know if you've ever seen, you know, the weird lights in the sky and all the rest of it, but they brought up a fascinating point that's so simple, I can't believe I've ever th- never thought of it. Why do they have headlights? What the hell are they looking at? Why do they need them? If they don't want to be seen, why they just wouldn't put any lights on there. That's so true. You just yeah. put a big giant headlight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, planes have headlights, yeah. but it's not so the planes can see it so other planes don't crash into them. Mm-hmm. So the UFOs are not exactly worried about us crashing into them, right? Especially how fast they fly. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't make any sense. Like, what are they trying to show us? Oh, by the way, we're here, but you can't ever know we're here. <laughs> also, don't crash into them. I mean, I mean where, do you, where do they get their headlights at? It doesn't make any sense. Or something? Yeah, right. Hey, uh, I'm walking in. I need a, uh, a giant <laughs> My bulb's out. <laughs> Yeah, that's a giant headlight for a spaceship. It's the most simple and ridiculous thing. And and that was that was the most hilarious point. And of course Joe Rogan did a show called um uh when Joe Joe Rogan questions everything. It was a really great show. I think it was on sci-fi. And he looked into like UFOs, he looked into Bigfoot, and he would go interview people that that fit. and most of it he came out and he's like it's all horseshit these people are crazy yeah. like he wanted to believe especially the UFO one because he's been a big fan for a long time probably why Adam Frank was on there like he wants the he wants to know if something's out there you know he's a UFO guy but the more you look into it it's just like seriously this is bullshit like I, there is just nothing to it I always find it when <clears throat> funny when they're like yes uh I was uh, abducted by aliens and I was probed. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like they just probed you the whole time and then they had their way. And yeah, just, what the fuck are they looking and then for they, in and people's they, asses? <laughs> and then they send you home? Yeah. It's like, and then they wanted to keep doing it? It's like, didn't they find what they were looking for the first time? How many times hey, did they need to... Like that person. To think that the aliens have like some sort of amnesia. They're like, hey, you remember Jeff's asshole no i don't let's grab him again let's take another look yeah we like his farm he's got a perfect cornfield <laughs> it so, uh, it's it's ripe this season right now it was so. it was lumpy in there we, we need to look yeah i mean just it doesn't make any sense yeah. it's like these people are fucking out of their minds and probably in the past before 
all the stuff about UFOs, it was probably like abductions of demons, you know? Like mm -hmm. religious people just thinking that. I mean, okay. I always, although I always think about the pyramids, I mean, that's so, like, you know, in Egypt, the pyramids, it's just really, how the hell did they get those things up there? Oh, you're saying, like, did aliens help build no, them? Yeah, I mean, it's just so bizarre when you think about it. Dude, fuck those, right? I mean, yeah. it really is such a mastery. Last week he had um, uh, a guy on, shit, I forgot his name. What is his name? Robert Shock, and he was an Egyptologist. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's great. He's been on, like, Ancient Aliens and all this. Yeah, and he's it, saying that, like, the, the Sphinx is way older than it looks like it is, like 10,000 years plus, right? Wow. Crazy. And, you know... It just, he brings up some great points. He doesn't think aliens build stuff, right? But what he is saying is, how the fuck did they do it? How long would it have taken? Like, the mastery, the craft, I mean, it's it's about as difficult a task and as the, you and can the masonry, I mean, just to even keep that thing intact. I mean, I mean, how would you even think about, you know what I mean, Dude, doing that? It's unbelievable. But then, you know... And then Fuck in, it, we landed on the moon. And then the like heat, we're really yeah. good at doing stuff when we like get long enough to keep a civilization together. It just shows that there's ups and downs, you know? Because it, the dark ages were not anywhere as prosperous as the, when the Egyptians were building the pyramids and that was yeah. thousands of years later. Very true, yeah. So we can have eras that are going to, you know, get fucked up. Hopefully with people like Elon Musk though, we'll hold it together. We'll we need well. these smart fuckers. Well, the problem is we think things go on forever and they always improve. I think shit can get ugly. I think we can Mad Max ourselves pretty I, quick. I think that we do it very easily. Just <clears throat> Even with technology, it's kind of interesting too. You know, when you see people walking on the street in Santa Monica, you all these people, they've got their head and their phone. And you're literally, you know what I mean? You, they bump into you and you're like, dude. Right here. Know, it, it can happen Wake up. Yeah. Oh God! Just How the, much of your life do you want on on just, when people order yeah, yeah, food and everyone needs to take a picture of it? Yeah. It's like this is happening in all the countries around the world. It's like before we eat, let's put all of our food for today Everything on fucking saw, Instagram. Yeah. I would love to know if there's anyone out there that actually sees pictures of people's food and thinks, "Oh, thank God, my day is better." <clears throat> yeah. Like I just, who I just the fuck a, gives a I shit? I just took a picture of a chili dog. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, really. Oh wow, look at that burger! Did you see the burger that Johnny had today? I can't believe it. Yeah. Let's send that to a friend. I'm just like, I, I thought Johnny out. was on a diet. And he yeah, right. <laughs> He's never gonna lose weight in that condition. <laughs> Uh, moving over to the MMA show of the week. Uh, so Joe had, for his MMA show 31, he had uh, Daniel Strauss and Joe Schilling. They are legends in the fight game. And uh, Daniel is uh, the Bell Bellator world champ, or, okay. or was, but he recently got in a really bad motorcycle accident. Flipped off his bike, landed under a uh, guardrail, woke up there. Doctors told him he's never going to walk again. You know, unbelievable things. And he has, through uh, good physio and those sorts of things, and just the fact that, let's be fair, he's a world champion fucking mixed martial arts right. specialist. He's brought himself out of the brink, and he's back to sparring. Mm. And, you know, wow. he's a cool, chilled motherfucker, right? Smoking some weed too, helping him through You're that pain. But all yeah, that, yeah, right. But I mean, he talks about his recovery. He talks about working his way back. I mean, he's a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Obviously, the motorcycle thing like, right. points in that direction. But to bring yourself back, and now he's now he's 
positioning himself to like go back for the title again. I mean, that's bro, how that's fucking amazing. inspiring that's is that so amazing. shit? Yeah, I, I just can't with everything that you ever have going on, right? It, it's hard enough when things are okay to keep working in a direction that's going to help you out, right? And then life constantly throws shit at you. It's like it's always just rolling bowling balls at your feet just to trip you up and but i mean for one bowling ball to come that's the size of you and just squash you for a minute squash everything about you yeah it makes it seems to make people realign everything about how they do things and what their life is about yeah and i think that's how we just reset and get all the bullshit out and we're like fuck's sake i waste all my time complaining yeah and so much energy yeah yeah it's like but but none of it's even important, you know. You can you can make all the fuss you want, but if someone chopped your legs off tomorrow, you wouldn't care about those little things. You'd be wishing you could get out and run. Everything would change, yeah, completely. Exactly, and I think he just he just puts it in perspective. And his buddy Joe Schilling, who's just been one of the toughest competitors forever, has really helped him, Daniel, like just push along and like really kind of keep just keep his head up straight. One thing that I thought was crazy, and think about world champions and sports people as you know it. Right. They're not smokers, right? Daniel is. Daniel smokes. He oh. was a smoker when he was a world champion. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. You would have thought in today's age, like, it just doesn't happen. No, you, yeah, you would, yeah, especially everyone, they want to be completely fit and just completely clean their whole system yeah. when they're performing. I yeah. mean, especially a fighter. Because being fit and, and like, on peak physical shape is is, like... You're right on the spear's tip of of strike. It's not like you're fucking a world-class curler. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. just over there, like, brushing <laughs> a thing. If you want to stop for a cigarette, I could be like, all right, I believe that. Although I do remember that uh, baseball player smoking in the dugout in the 70s. Is that right? <clears throat> yeah, they used to smoke, and a lot of them used to smoke in the dugout. No shit. <clears throat> yeah, then that, a lot of them would also, too, were drinking beer. Um, there's one pitcher, <clears throat> I forget, I think it was the late 70s, he dropped acid and pitched a no-hitter. Oh, yeah, I heard about that guy. Can you imagine? Dude, unbelievable. I mean, and I know like, the Dodgers, um, in the early 80s, late 70s, all those guys were boozing hard, all in the, in the, in the bullpen, all get hammered, and they go out there. And uh, I wonder what that must have been feeling like for him. Did he know it was real life? Like, obviously, he knew he um, was pitching, but yeah. I mean, once you get like 75% through a no-hitter, and you're still on acid, are you wondering, <laughs> is this a dream? I would be, I would be freaking out. I can't imagine, you know, let, let alone even just every play. And you're, it's a physical, obviously, you know, physical sports. So you're like, you got to move. You're just maybe he was just seeing the zone. I don't know. Yeah, it and has it, to be something like, like that, right? And it just expanded everything. He's just like honed in to uh-huh. something just beautiful. I remember watching. Was it a what is that show called? Twenty Twenty. When they do, yeah, they do like the Bo Jackson had one and like Jordan and they did 2020s, like the documentary. I think they did one for him and I found it really fascinating. I don't remember all of it, but yeah, that guy was like just talking his way through it and like how amazing it was. Thank God he had a good trip. Can you imagine if he had a bad trip? Oh my God, he's trying to eat the ball, (laughs) sat on the ground crying. Oh my God. Yeah, it could have gone ugly. Do you remember that one fighter who was was doing crack and then he, he came down from the crack Literally in the middle of the ring, like I think maybe like in the the third or fourth round, you could look it up. Is but it boxing? Boxing, yeah. And he literally, it was a big championship fight too. And then he just broke down crying like a little child. And, what? And, and literally the fighters, even the referee, everyone's going like, 
what's like what's wrong? He's little, this big, <clears throat> big like heavyweight, uh, heavyweight uh, black dude, and he just starts crying, bawling like a little child, and like literally the fighter, the other fighters, like what? What? I mean, let me hit a. It was crazy. Yeah, check no it out. No way. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, pro- boxer cries. <clears throat> uh, boxer, boxer cries, and put a uh, crack too. <laughs> things that I'm searching boxer cries crack yeah are you sure it was crack yeah alright let's see what crack we got cocaine is any of this uh, this the one the truth behind the biggest smell oh I think that's it right there boxing yeah. history alright let's pull it up he just started weeping like a little like a biatch let's see what it says how weird is that what did they not test for like crack in it I, I, he, he smoked, I, I think he smoked a bunch cause I feel very, like crack is a is a bad idea it, if it, you're a boxing a heavyweight oh, championship yeah especially fight. how you come down so quick I mean maybe if you did meth if you, I guess like the lunatics on the beach right <clears throat> but yeah he just uh, it doesn't seem to be loading up oh okay but that's okay but check it out yeah, yeah but uh, yeah check yeah. it out that's wild that's so wild yeah. well just you know I guess hey then I guess it doesn't look so bad that Daniel smokes if yeah. people in the past have done crack. Well, right? the funny thing is that he, he he literally came down. So the coach, his his coach didn't really didn't know. I guess, and apparently he found out that night that he had a crack problem. What? And, uh, but can you imagine smoke crack before you go out there to a fight, and then you're coming down crashing, and you're just oh my god! It's that's, just the thought. It's just yeah, that's insane. Grosses me out. I couldn't even imagine. I have no idea how to use an iPad. <laughs> properly anyway yeah. uh, the last guest that they had on the podcast for week 24 Dave Rubin right Dave Rubin are you familiar with Jordan Peterson Jordan Peterson is a, a psychologist okay that um, taught at I believe a Toronto University and he got swept up in all this pronoun business oh god right and he refused to Respond to these people in their selected pronouns, mm-hmm. even though in Canada they made that the law. And oh, he gosh. said this is the beginning of like a Marxism, fascism, like it's it's bad. Oh, yeah. You start controlling what people can say and not say and making that the rule, like ugly things really start to happen. And, he, and he's a very smart, well thought out person and he mm-hmm. started to lay down... Um, really like the steps like it seems like it's just one step right and it's not a big deal but these steps all build on top of each other and that's how they do it and then it's like who's controlling who says what and before you know it you can't say anything that disagrees with the powers that be and they're the ones that make the rules so they're choosing who can say whatever almost governing law you know and it just gets out of hand well there's a bunch of different universities I think in San Francisco too I'm sure you know that they have where they have like the a timeout rooms for the kid, for the for the grown adults, you know, they have a crayon rooms in case they have a an attack. They have all these different kind of. It's, oh, is that it going? And yeah, I was going to learn, but it's. But it's um, no, I mean you're supposed to go to college to kind of learn and kind of grow uh, some kahunis, you know, and not not go there and be babied. Yeah, something like that. That's what that. happens when you're in kindergarten. You well, know? you you got to learn how to live in society. Mm-hmm. But now they're going and they're they're making up the rules. Right, the kids in the colleges are, oh, yeah. and they want to decide. And but right, let's say you go to a doctor, right, <clears throat> and you're like going, "Hey, da da da," and let's say you're a female, but you're like, "You know, I identify as is a male," and they're like, "Well, uh, just so you know, uh, you have your it's that time of the month for you, but I don't identify with that." But you know, but but biologically, you're a female. You know what I mean? You can yeah. be pregnant, and you know, there's no reason that me and you can't be pregnant. So it's kind of like, well, 
maybe it's a tummy ache. I don't know. Obviously, you didn't mean, but it's you can call anything you want. But yeah. It's like, well, I the, here's the thing, and here's where Jordan yeah. is on it. It like it doesn't really matter what the people feel or what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm happy to support them. And so is he. It's like, it's fine. If you don't think that you're something and you want to think that you're something else, or you do believe it, and it is true, then good. Then express it. But don't require me to name you something else. Of course, yeah. Right? By law. I can still call you whatever, you know. Yeah, exactly. You just can't force that. And I mean, it wasn't a question of like change. Like, I can't just, you know, it's not polite if your name is Eddie for me to call you Sally. It's yeah. just rude and, and I, unnecessary. I but if you yeah. want to be Mrs. Whoever, and you're clearly a Mr., or even if you're not, and you require it, like if I say anything other than Mrs. to you, then you like can question me on it. Like, what am I, a Mr. or a Mrs.? Like requiring me, almost tricking me into that position. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, this guy is now got a lot of publicity, right? He's wrote, written a great book called 12 Rules, which I've read, and it's fantastic. Definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. It, and it just has it's these essays of life, like how to act, how to respond to things, how to be, how to be a man, how to like understand responsibility and be with, you know, raise kids and be agreeable and just like useful things for life, to, like a nice guide. And now he's on a lecture tour, mm. going all around the country, selling things out. And Dave Rubin, who's a comedian, but also like a, a, a libertarian and, you know, somewhat kind of a, you know, He's a, he's a well thought out uh, individual. Opens up for Jordan, okay. so he opens, comes out, does some comedy because there's these packed arena, you know, not arenas, but like uh, auditoriums. You know, there's like a good amount of people in there, a few thousand maybe. So he'd do a bit of that, and he was coming on um, just to talk about you know kind of what they're coming up against and and how positive everyone is because with Jordan's stance, he has. You, you can, he's very honest and direct about the way that he speaks. So he'd talk about an issue in the sense of like, this is a good way for a man to be. And when he's married, you know, these are the advantages of being with a wife. It's, and then yeah. also this is men and women working together in the workforce is, is fairly new. So mm-hmm. we're not 100% sure how to act around each other. That's why we get all these sexual harassment cases and these other things. He's not saying that we shouldn't or that it's wrong or women should do this or men should do that. He's just pointing out what happens and the explaining why yeah. we're struggling with it. But people love to jump on his case, people that love to hate him, yeah. and say things like, well, he's a chauvinist and he doesn't respect... Well, you know, so, so what these guys are doing is going out and trying to explain their, their like, position. You know, he's, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro's like that as well. Yeah, yeah, they're actually... Ben and, and Jordan Peterson are good I friends. Like, I like looking at his stuff because he, he puts it in a common sense and pretty much lays down facts where people are like, we're like, well, yeah, but... And he's, and he's like, yeah, but I'm just giving you common sense how... How it is, you know what I mean? How just in general, yes, yeah, it's I mean, almost like pointing out something that we can yeah. quantify as like is and quantifying it is like it's as truthful as we know it to be, mm-hmm. right? Statistically speaking, men do this job, statistically speaking, women do these jobs. And by pointing it out for someone to jump on your case and say mm-hmm. you're sexist, you're like, I just brought the information, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's kind of it's like saying, you know. <clears throat> Where someone's like, "Hey, that look at look at that rattlesnake. I, I'm gonna pet the tail." Well, common sense. You know what I mean? It's that kind of common sense where well, you kind of go by you pet the tail, you're gonna get bit. You're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, Don't you're, move. Yeah. 
not fear. Yeah, but it's um, it's interesting when they have like um, on YouTube. I look at you know what they call it fails. You know, so we kind of just kind of they'll bring up a t- you know da da da. They kind of write him for something, and he just kind of. Nicely, but he points out the facts. Yeah, this is well. Shapiro's yeah. great for it. Yeah. Jordan Peterson's great mm, I gotta for look it. Stuff, yeah. Um, Sam Harris is really good. Uh, it's just like there's just a group of people out there right now that have a big voice with podcasts, okay. just like this. They were inspiring me. They're inspiring you to come on, and we're doing a podcast about yeah. a popular podcast that has all these guys on. I mean, it's yeah. it's a wave of like information and and it's just a really nice group that is channeling this focused information like like you said it's common sense but somebody needs to put the shit together someone needs to say it put someone like, hey, smarter than me and you which is plenty of people they need to they're coming together they put all this info and then they then they bring it down the pipeline and it's coming through in podcasts oh, and we listen to it and yeah. we're like thank god well, it's a breath of fresh air because oh, you won't yeah. hear that on regular TV. Oh, it's <laughs> exhausting to figure all this information out on your own. <clears throat> it's, almost, it's almost like when you're out here in LA, you watch some of these car chases for two, three hours, right? <clears throat> and it's kind of like going, all right, <clears throat> you know, like it's very easy to stop this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, you, yeah. but, it, but you're disrupting the whole city. There's kids out there playing, <clears throat> there's, there's grandmas on the road, and you're literally kind of, <clears throat> you know, there's so much can happen out there. All the other innocent people, right? What's like I'm from Chicago. In Chicago, they're like, well, well, we'll just take care of this right away. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do they call it? And um, but it's interesting out here watching this. They they drag it on, and then even to the end, finally the guy gets out and go lays down. He's like, you know, I'm good. But it was like all that drama for nothing. Mm-hmm. You could have, you know. Well, I'm guaranteed. You look at that guy. He's had no decent role models. They're, they're not the ones that are, you know. And that's the thing. We don't have enough of them. We don't have enough great people to look up to and and that's why it's great to have um these opportunities and and to be able to listen to these great people and and that's why i comment on it that's why i talk on it i love it i'm glad that we're glad that we have the chance to do this well let's wrap this bitch up thank you thank you so much for being in and we'll do this again brother enjoyed it great me too thanks a lot guys um so podcast four is going to come out fairly soon again we're going to be knocking one of these out every week and um Yeah, we'll see what else is going on in this crazy world. See you, fuckers.